Another day, another Brexit delay. European leaders on Wednesday agreed to extend the Brexit deadline until the end of October, October 31st, or Halloween to be exact. So what happens next in this ever-evolving story? This is your Thursday TikTok. I'm Jennifer Zabasaja. Joining me on the podcast today is Bloomberg News' European government reporter, Ian Wishart, who is up all night and I suspect into the morning covering the news from Brussels. Hi, Ian. How's it going? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. I know you had a late night. How are you doing? A bit tired, I have to say. It was a very late night into the early hours of the morning, but um, a bit quieter today. That's good. Hopefully it lasts a little bit longer. So uh, talk to us a little bit about last night. EU leaders were up way late into the night trying to figure out a negotiation. Um, how did they get to this October 31st deadline? Yeah, going into the into the summit, we basically had two dates, two extreme dates. One was uh, June the 30th and one was December the 31st, basically, end of the year. Most EU countries thought that the end of the year would, would be a good time for Brexit to be over, and they wanted to give the UK all that time to pass the Brexit deal. Some other leaders, mainly the French leader, Emmanuel Macron, thought there should be less time and said we should only give the UK until the end of June to pass the Brexit deal, and that would keep time pressure on the British Parliament. In the end, they couldn't agree, so they decided on a compromise between the two. So we've got to this date of October the 31st. Um, we shall see whether that's too long or too short, nearer the time, I think. And so what exactly are the conditions of this agreement that they've decided on? There's one main condition, which is that the UK, if it's still in the EU on the 22nd of May, needs to hold elections to the European Parliament. And that's quite controversial in Britain because British people say they voted to leave the EU, so why should they take part in elections to the European Parliament? But the EU says, well, while you're still in the EU, you need to hold those elections because it's people's democratic right. So that's basically the main condition. But basically, the UK has a chance to approve the Brexit deal. And let's not forget that this Brexit deal was struck in November. So it's been knocking around for quite a while. But the UK now has to approve that deal. And once they do that, then they can leave the EU basically at any time. But they've got until the end of October to do it. And so then, I mean, you mentioned, I feel like every day there's a new storyline about Brexit. Do you think that this bodes well for Prime Minister Theresa May as she now is back home talking with Parliament? I think the worry is that it takes the pressure off. You know, uh, for the last few weeks, there's always been this threat that if the Parliament didn't pass it soon, then the UK would leave without a deal, and that causes all kinds of consequences for the economy and things like that, and it's all, all a bit chaotic. But now that the deadline has been extended way into the future, until the end of October, there's not that there's not that jeopardy anymore, and everybody takes the pressure off. It doesn't look quite so threatening, and in a way, you could you could argue that that makes it even more difficult for the prime minister to get a deal deal through. Other people say, and this was the argument that a lot of the European leaders made, was quite a lot of British members of parliament hate the EU, don't want to be in the EU, so this sort of threat of saying you're going to be in for another six months or so actually makes it more likely for the, for the deal to eventually go through. 
does this at all increase the likelihood of a potential second referendum, or do you think that's completely off the table? It's not completely off the table. It's certainly not, however, the mainstream thinking at the moment. I know a lot of people in the European Union would quite like the UK to use that time to think about having another referendum. But at the moment, it's not what either of the main political parties seem to be heading towards. And I don't think it's the most likely scenario at the moment. And, and I also want to talk about, I thought it was pretty interesting reading the headlines about last night. Uh, and you sort of touched on this. Emmanuel Macron seemed to be the one holdout uh, amongst the EU leaders who didn't want to see this extension. What was his opposition to it? Well, I mean, the first thing is that Macron thinks it would be quite happy for the UK to leave the EU. Of all the countries in Europe, France is the one that actually thinks it's time for Britain to leave now. <laughs> he's, <laughs> and, he's done with it. <laughs> exactly. And that's a, you know, that's a cultural thing, an historical thing of France being the big rival to, the, to, the, to Great Britain and that kind of thing. But also Macron is under a lot of pressure. Uh, at home, and he's got elections coming up in May, and a bit of Brit bashing, as they say, doesn't do him and his reputation any harm. So if he comes and looks powerful and aggressive on the European stage, then that actually does his reputation quite good. So there's all sorts of things in the mix there. He's also got these grand plans for the future of Europe and the future of the European Union. It's very difficult for him to get on with those plans while the UK is still hanging around. So all those sorts of things that were in the mix there. And I think that sort of contributed to Macron. But certainly the French also did think that actually it, a long delay to Brexit doesn't do anybody any good. Were you surprised to hear him speaking out last night or did you sort of think it made sense considering what you just said? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, the, way, it's the way he's been portraying himself and, the, and all French diplomats really have been striking re really hard tone and have been in fact throughout the entire Brexit negotiating period of the last two and a half years. It's always been the French that have been the hardliners and driving a hard bargain. So I don't think um, what happened last night is particularly new in that respect. I think what's different is that these sorts of arguments have been played out in private before and last night they really came sort of onto the public stage and we saw perhaps for the first time really since the Brexit process started that there are divisions between the different member states even between the two biggest most powerful countries of France and Germany. Right and even hearing I think we heard from the Greek president as well that's right. Um, you know, and there were there were a few countries who just want the UK to leave so they can get on with the rest of their lives. There's, <laughs> there are some, I feel like that's the majority of <laughs> yeah, including journalists as well. <laughs> and I think and I think that um, you know, there's there's a lot of problems coming up on the horizon for the European Union. Things like reform of the eurozone and migration, and what to do to sort of integrate the European countries even further politically. Um, it's very difficult to do that while Britain is still at the table and able to vote on EU matters and steer European policy. So I think they see a sort of Brexit as kind of a line in the sand and I think the sooner they get to that the better as far as a lot of their lot of lot of their perspectives the government's concerned. Having said that, there are also countries who will miss the UK as being part of the EU and doesn't want the UK to leave and thinks, well, another six months, that maybe gives them another six months to change their minds. And so then, what's your prediction for the next few months? I mean, do you think come October, we're going to be having the same conversation again, and it's just going to be a, a few more months down the road that we're going to have to wait to actually see 
progress on this front? Yeah, I don't think anybody anymore can make any predictions on Brexit with any certainty that they know what they're talking about. So, you know, there's certainly there's a feeling here in Brussels that we could be back in October having the same discussion saying, will Brexit be delayed by another six months? Equally, we could get the Brexit deal passed in Parliament in the next few weeks, months, over the summer, and everything's fine, the deal goes through, and the UK leaves the EU in an orderly fashion. I mean, anything, it's all still to play for. And in the meantime, you will be watching it very closely and hopefully getting some sleep. Yeah, I think there might be a lull of a few weeks before it all starts again, but it's not going to go away anytime soon, I don't think. Right, well, we'll stay tuned. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Ian Wishart, European government reporter for Bloomberg News, thanks for joining us. You can follow Ian on Twitter, at Ian Wishart. And here's a few other stories making news today. Julian Assange was arrested by London police on Thursday after Ecuadorian President Lenin Moreno said on Twitter that the country had withdrawn his diplomatic asylum. Assange had been living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London since 2012. But I would like to thank the Metropolitan Police for carrying out their duties with great professionalism and to welcome the cooperation of the Ecuadorian government in bringing this matter to a resolution. Mr. Speaker, this goes to show that in the United Kingdom, no one is above the law. Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir has been ousted from his position following months of anti-government protest. He's currently being held. The Sudanese government has declared a state of emergency in the country for three months. And finally, parts of the U.S. Midwest are digging out of what's known as a bomb cyclone. A bomb cyclone is a weather condition that entails a rapid drop in air pressure and a storm strengthening. It brought heavy rain and strong winds to several states and, of course, caused quite the travel headache for thousands. And that's the TikTok for today. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Jennifer Zabasaja. You can follow me on Twitter at Jennifer Lauren Z and get all your latest updates 24-7 on Twitter at TikTok.